Hello, and welcome to SSD and DRAM News, sponsored by a Pacer. As always, I'm your host, Frank Henville, and we're broadcasting here from beautiful, sunny Taipei, Taiwan, where a Pacer holds its headquarters. Today, we've got some surprising, even shocking news to share with you. So, I hope you're sitting down for this episode. Let's get straight to the news. Our top story today is a story that changed a lot this month. In fact, we went th through a couple of different versions of the podcast. And finally, now at the end of the month, uh, we're getting resolution here. So, we might have had to revise things a bit, but we're happy we got the final story in the end. If you'd asked me at the beginning of the month, I would have told you the merger be between Kioxia and Western Digital is almost concluded. It's going really well. And if you'd asked me around the middle of the month, I would have said, oh, it's not going quite as well as we hoped. Uh, SK Hynix has some questions and some objections. And now here we are at the end of the month, and the negotiations have been terminated. The deal is dead. Western Digital and Kioxia will not be merging, at least not anytime soon. Uh, that was reported by Nikkei Asia almost at the very end of October. And uh, October was actually the target that the two companies were aiming to reach an agreement by the end of. But uh, Western Digital informed Kioxia that it would be leaving the talks... Uh, one of the reasons given was that SK Hynix, which is an indirect shareholder in Kioxia, uh, wasn't completely happy with the terms of the merger. And there was also issues uh, raised by Bain Capital, which is Kioxia's top shareholder. Uh, Kioxia was uh, previously known as uh, Toshiba Memory. And Western Digital, of course, is one of the biggest uh, suppliers of HDDs and SSDs in the world. But uh, the recent downturn in earnings and the difficulty that the market was having was tough on both these large companies. If they had merged, of course, they would have been definitely a powerhouse in the SSD and DRAM arena, uh, maybe even challenging Samsung for, uh, for the top position. But it looks like that's not happening as of today. So... Uh, it's a bit of a disappointment, I guess, for certain shareholders, but I'm sure uh, both of these companies will keep doing what they've been doing and keep growing in their own ways, and uh, the market will respond as, as, it, as it needs to. So I don't think we need to worry too much about either of these big companies today. I'm sure they'll be just fine. But yeah, one more time, uh, negotiations broke down. Kioxia and Western Digital will not be merging and that's the story as we see it here at the end of the month. Okay, on to our next story. Well, uh, the facts in our first story were pretty clear. I think everybody agrees on them. As for the second story, there's a lot more uh, confusion and lack of clarity around it. So I'm just going to report the, uh, the facts that we do know. Uh, I wouldn't say that any real conclusions have been reached here. This is more the beginning of an investigation than the end of one. So uh, feel free to take the sources here with a grain of salt. Uh, the story is based on a newly launched smartphone created by Huawei, 
which is known as the Mate 60 Pro. When this phone came out, enthusiasts in the industry were confused by exactly which chips were inside it. And they found a strange chip known as the Kirin 9000S. This was a 7 nanometer chip, and it was apparently manufactured at SMIC in China. However, uh, the chip also carries uh, SK Hynix brands on it. And uh, this is a bit confusing. Uh, the main reason is because uh, the U.S. has placed export restrictions on Huawei uh, for issues relating to uh, surveillance technology, and that has prevented many international suppliers from doing business with them. Of course, SMIC is inside China, but SK Hynix is not. So uh, currently, SK Hynix has launched a formal investigation into how exactly uh, its NAND flash got into the Huawei Mate 60 Pro. When they were asked for comment, uh, their PR spokesman said they hadn't sold any of their products to Huawei since the U.S. blacklisted that company in 2020. And they also claimed this wasn't a major problem for SK Hynix since Huawei represented 10% or less of their total sales. Uh, their representative said, quote, SK Hynix no longer does business with Huawei since the introduction of the U.S. restrictions against the company. And with regard to the issue, we started an investigation to find out more details. Adding, quote, SK Hynix is strictly abiding by the U.S. government's export restrictions, unquote. Uh, it's quite surprising, again, uh, that, the, that SMIC would be able to make uh, this chip since the chip contains... 176 layer 4D NAND flash. Uh, I don't believe that SMIC has the hardware production facilities to create that kind of stuff. Uh, so it seems like they incorporated some parts from, uh, from SK Hynix devices. And there's also some memory in the phone known as LPDDR5 memory. And the nickname that has been given to this product is Ghost RAM since no one in the industry really seems to know who manufactured it or where it came from. And they certainly don't know where Huawei acquired these LPDDR5 chips from. So anyway, uh, it looks like Huawei has uh, managed to find a way around, or uh, perhaps their stockpiles were large enough before the, the export restrictions hit, or, or they found a way around them, as I said. But... Uh, Anyway, it's still quite an ongoing mystery, so uh, I'm sure there's a lot of engineers in various companies worldwide who are curious how they uh, got this technology, and perhaps in the future we'll get more information. Perhaps when SK Hynix concludes their investigation, they will share their findings with the rest of the SSD and DRAM world. I'm certainly curious to find out uh, the answer to this mystery. And I bet a lot of other people are too. Okay, and let's move on to our final story for today. Uh, as it is late October and heading into November, I know that many of my hardworking colleagues at Pacer offices around the world are either in the process of attending trade shows or preparing to attend them in November. Uh, I've worked with some of those teams to help them with their... Uh, various tasks that are related to that. And I've heard about a product which is going to be on display 
at many of their booths in these trade shows, so I thought I'd take a moment to talk about it today. Uh, We often focus on industrial products in the podcast, but this is actually in our uh, our commercial side, and more particularly, it's it's a professional grade SSD. It's known as the PB4480 M.2 PCIe. So, as I say, this is a commercial-grade SSD, but it's really designed to assist small and medium enterprises. So, for uh, anyone who's building a mobile computing system for a small or personal business, might find this a very competitive choice, especially at the price point. Uh, The PB4480 M.2 PCIe adopts high-performance PCIe Gen 4x4 interface, and complies with the next-generation NVMe 1.4 specification. It has uh, excellent data transmission performance, with uh, sequential read-write speeds as high as 450,000 and 340,000 IOPS, and 5,000 and 4,400 MB per second. Uh, This is all thanks to an ultra-thin graphene heat spreader design, which allows for greater heat dissipation, which also, uh, by definition, allows the SSD to uh, function at higher uh, performance rates and minimizes the need for technologies such as thermal throttling, which would slow down the processing speed. So again, if you're, uh, if you're a smaller medium business owner, you might want to consider the PB4480 M.2 PCIe. Uh, it's available in capacities from 56 GB all the way up to 4TB. So, uh, yeah, and if you're at uh, a Pacers trade show, feel free to uh, ask one of our representatives to show you this product. I'm sure they'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about the PB4480 M.2 PCIe. Okay, well, uh, I think we've just about run out of time today. I hope you've uh, had an interesting time, uh, especially with the our first and second stories today are really uh, compelling stuff. Uh, it just goes to show you this is not a... The SSD and DRAM news world isn't a, isn't a dry and uh, academic subject. It's uh, quite dynamic and interesting, and whether it's mergers and acquisitions or whether it's uh, the production of mysterious chips, uh, there's always something new and interesting happening if you know where to look. And if you don't know where to look, feel free to tune in again to SSD and DRAM News, sponsored by a pacer. I'll be hunting down the most interesting and relevant news stories for listeners like you, so stay tuned. In fact, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Uh, we hope to have even more surprises in store for you in the third year. So thanks again for tuning in, and I'll, I'm Frank Henville, and I'll see you the next time. <laughs>